The snow fell and Liza sighed. Liza sighed because it was cold. She sighed because it was wet. But mostly, she sighed because sighing was the most interesting thing she could be doing right now. The snow had been falling forever, and even though her dad said it would stop soon, she just didn't see how that could be true. With another sigh just for good measure, Liza went into the kitchen where her dad had been furiously making several cakes for the last few hours. Dad, when is it going to stop snowing and being so cold? Liza asked as she sat at the kitchen table. Her dad looked up from pouring batter into a well-used tin. After tonight, Liza, after the present wolf visits, the weather will get a lot better and eventually the sun god will come back and everything will be warm again. Liza thought on this for a moment. She remembered something about a present and something sort of vague about a wolf, but she probably hadn't been listening that hard. I don't understand. How does a wolf make it warmer? Is the wolf on fire? Well, when the sun aligns with us in the middle of winter tomorrow, the winter wolf becomes the present wolf. The gifting takes place, and that means that soon the winter wolf will get tired and turn back into Sarnea. He slid the cake into the oven and sat down across from her. The winter wolf is strong and savage, so when the present wolf comes out in the exact middle of winter, we give her cakes to help keep her strength up. Because of that, and because she feels bad about how cold it is, everyone gets a present. Everyone? said Liza, not entirely sure if her leg was being pulled or not. Every single person in the world. Liza considered what her dad had said and thought for a moment. Finally, she said, Does that mean that I have to make a cake too? No, said her dad. That means we'll be making one together. Later that night, Liza lay in bed thinking about the cake present situation. On the whole, it seemed like a great deal. Make a cake, get a present. Admittedly, the cake she had made with her dad hadn't turned out exactly cake-like, but perhaps the present will have a strong stomach. Or maybe it didn't even eat the cakes, but used them to make a house out of cakes. If that was the case, her cake would definitely come in handy. Liza felt her eyes growing heavy, and would have fallen asleep right then and there. At least she would have, had she not been jolted awake by a thump coming from outside, a quiet crash and the sound of steps in the snow. Liza sprung out of bed into the window just in time to see a large hunched black shape shuffling across the yard towards the woods. Liza peered through the frost and saw that the shape was holding something in front of its body. She gasped when a layer of cake dropped from its hands and into the snow. The shape had stolen their cakes. Liza ran downstairs, quietly, and slipped into her boots and coat, heading out the back door. No strange cake-stealing monster was going to ruin the gifting if she had anything to say about it. After about 20 minutes of trudging through the snow, Liza was beginning to wonder if a cake and a present was even worth it. It was the middle of the night, and here she was, out in the forest, trudging. No self-respecting little girl should be trudging at this time of night, least of all in pursuit of a cake-stealing monster. Liza was just beginning to think it was all some big joke when the shape stopped just ahead of her. She ducked against the side of a tree and peered out of the shape as it stopped next to a pile of rocks. Moonlight fell across a pair of shaggy black shoulders atop which rested an enormous goat-like face, horns brushing against the branches above. The creature then sat back on its haunches, its cloven hooves sinking further into the snow. Liza's breath caught in her throat as her eyes flicked over to the pile of rocks. They weren't rocks, but were in fact dozens and dozens of cakes. Liza stepped out from behind the tree and raised her voice. What do you think you're doing with all those cakes? Defying all expectations, the creature spun around and let out a small shriek, but was at least staring at Liza through solid white eyes. I said, what are you doing with all those cakes? Liza repeated, taking a slightly confident step towards the creature. The creature yelped once more before muttering, doing nothing. 
For someone doing nothing, you've got an awful lot of other people's gifting cakes. Want prison. No cake. No prison. Want prison. Get cake. Get present. Well, yes, but those cakes don't belong to you. You have to make your own cake. The creature shuffled uncomfortably. Can't. Don't know how. Well, why didn't you say so? You know cakes? Well, Liza hesitated. Her knowledge of cakes was slightly more complete than yesterday, but still not great. Finally, she smiled. I'm pretty sure we can work it out together. They did not, in fact, work it out together, but neither were aware of this fact, one having never made a cake and the other only having made one earlier that day. The pair gazed at the hard, brittle lump they had cooked over a campfire, and they were proud. See, said Liza, now that you have your own cake, the present wolf will come and visit you. You'll get a present and, she said, looking pointedly at the creature, you can return all these cakes. The creature shuffled its feet somewhat ashamedly. Yes, return. No stealing. It held the thing that could be considered a cake in its paw. Have own cake. My cake. Our cake. Liza thought that now she ought to be returning home, what with it being incredibly late, and incredibly cold. But she did wonder how on earth they were going to return all of these cakes. As she thought this, however, the air became slightly warmer, and Liza could swear she could hear the crunch of something heavy walking through the snow. Then... Walking out of the swirling snow was a 16-foot-tall wolf, white as the snow that swirled around it and laden with packages and parcels and all kinds of presents. Most surprising of all, however, was the fact that it had not one set of front legs and a head, but two, bringing the total count of front legs to four and total count of heads to two. A bright, cheery voice sounded from the top of the wolf. Listen, Liza, I'm sure you can explain, but it's looking like you and your friend have just one too many cakes. We were about to take them back, I promise. Liza, I'm kidding. A large, round, yellow creature that seemed to glow pleasantly hopped down from the wolf in front of her. The present wolf and myself always find the cakes. Every time. You think your friend here is the first one to steal a cake? Or hide a cake? (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. I'm a ray of sunshine and she's a magic wolf. We can do anything. So what will happen to him for stealing the cakes? Well, nothing. But he stole other people's gifting cakes. Don't you think that's a little more important that you came out here, found out why, and helped? Well, and I'm pretty sure your friend here has well learned his lesson. Yes, learned well. The yellow bowl person laughed and took the cake from Liza. Possibly the worst cake I've ever seen, but that's not what's important, he said as he climbed back onto the wolf. Making your own cake is great and all, but making one with someone else is amazing. Enjoy the gifting, Liza, and enjoy the gifting, Crample. But wait, don't we get a present, said Liza. Of course, but I'm guessing you'll want to open it at home. We've done this before. Still a little stunned, Liza and Crample, and that was indeed his name, watched as the present wolf swept its mouth over the cakes and swallowed them up in one bite. In a flurry of snow, the present wolf was gone. Liza turned to Crample. Well, Crample, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yes. We have to be friends now, don't we? After all of that, I think we might even be best friends. And I have to know what you got for the gifting. Friends. Friends. Yes. Tomorrow. And Crample smiled an enormous, toothy smile. Hello everybody, it's Kieran, your Dungeon Master here, Uh, but this week I was instead your storyteller. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed uh, that short little uh, bonus episode that we've just put out over the uh, holiday period, just to kind of give ourselves 
a little bit of a break, a little bit of breathing room um, while we all uh, disperse to various parts of the country and, you know, see our families and, and exchange presents and, uh, you know, gain a lot of weight and that sort of thing. Um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, the story. Um, for more about it, you can check out our website for critsandgiggles.com in about a week or so. Um, sorry for the late episode, but as I said, it's the holiday period, so, you know, we're all off doing our own uh, doing our own thing. Um, also, I just wanted to say uh, that, you know, if you celebrate Christmas or if you celebrate whatever or if you don't even celebrate at all, I hope you have an excellent 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 holiday season uh and a great uh a great new year uh the next episode should be out in a in a couple days uh on like a friday or a saturday depending on what time zone you're in uh i don't think we actually acknowledged the fact that it was the new year at all uh because i don't think we actually realized at the time uh but know that know that we're thinking in our hearts that you have a that you have that we have, we have you have a, a great new year um as always, of course, if you have any questions about uh, this episode, uh, this this story, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at ForCNG Podcast. Uh, we're very active. Well, not really, not really active there. We're present there. We're, we're present there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We are For Crits and Giggles. And, of course, as I said earlier, you can go to our website, which is ForCritsAndGiggles.com, where we have all of our past episodes as well as a lot more information about the world of the podcast. Uh, and, of course, if you really enjoyed the story, you can go to iTunes and you can leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, it's a bad platform uh, and it's a pain in the ass to use, but it's still the best way to help the show. Uh, you can also go to Stitcher and uh, leave us a review there. It doesn't really help us out as much if I'm being totally honest, but uh, honestly, we'll take whatever the fuck we can get. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed the story. Uh, I certainly certainly enjoyed uh, reading it. Uh, The writing was a little bit bit outside of my comfort zone, Uh, but you know, from uh, from, from, uh, difficulty, difficulty comes growth. I think that's how that goes. Anyway, I enjoyed the story, and I hope you did as well. Uh, We'll see you next time, which will hopefully be very, very soon. Uh, I think I just hit the mic stand there, but I'm not too sure. Also, if I sound weird, it's because I'm actually recording in a booth uh, at my work. Um, Don't tell them I did this. Until next time, may all your hits be crits. Crits.